Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What do France, AOC, CNN, and biology all have in common? Well, they're all topics we're going to discuss right here on a Friday edition of Critical Thinking. So let's get in to that critical thinking. Entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. Indeed, it is time for that critical thinking. We have reached the end of the week, the second day of December. I can't believe we're in the final month of 2022, and by judgment of Roman one, uh, Romans one, I think we might want to move forward because my God, um, I, I just let's just put it this way: over the course of this week, I have struggled to put the show together, not because it's just me, myself, and I. But because there's about 50,000 different ways that I could have taken every single episode of this show this week. And here on Friday, it took me an hour and a half just to pick and choose where to go with the fryer. And if you're new here, by the way, I'm Andrew Coppins. Of course, this is Critical Thinking. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Thank you for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. And thank you so much for subscribing to the Rumble channel, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Thank you for watching this program. You can follow me on social media. I am at the Coppins Show on everything but Instagram. Instagram is critical thinking show. Um, not really posting a whole lot over there because um they're requirements their stuff is very very weird and and we're a free thinking at least in terms of of analyzing and knowing who we are and challenging who we are but challenging who we are in a way that um is rational 
rational thinking. It's, it's very different than what's going on in this world today. But yes, we are on a Friday show. Normally, we're going to be doing the best, the worst of the week. Of course, we're going to throw the worst of the worst of the worst into the fryer. The most insane, absolutely bat notes, crazy stuff. We're going to crown a brand new Richard of the Week later on in this program. Uh, no B or not the B today. Obviously, I'm flying solo. Hopefully, for the last time, Pat seems to be getting better and better by the moment. Um, I have a triple best of the week up front, so let's go ahead and get into this. Um, my first best of the week happens to be my Wisconsin Badgers. Um, not the basketball program who decided to lay an egg against uh, Wake Forest at home this week, but the Wisconsin Badger football program hiring uh, Luke Fickle, the best hire to date in, at least on paper, because we don't know how all these things are going to turn out. See Scott Frost at Nebraska, who just hired Matt Rule because Scott Frost couldn't get the job done at his alma mater after being the hottest name in the coaching circles um, for what he did at, at uh, Central Florida. All right, so the reason I th I think this is one of my three co-best stories of the week is because, for me, when I look at the Wisconsin Badgers and, and when people look at them from the outside looking in, they see them as this ground-and-pound developmental program that is good, not great, is content with potentially winning the West Division and then um, maybe pulling off an upset in the Big Ten title game. You know, 10 wins, great, that's an awesome season. They just went from that to the expectations being raised as if we are now going to compete with Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State at the very, very top of the Big Ten. And as we consider that USC and UCLA are going to be joining in 2024, we're really looking at Wisconsin making a massive, not just financial statement, but a massive statement of intent to compete at the highest levels of college football. And that is amazing to see from somebody who's in the Barry Alvarez um, tree, if you will. And what I mean by that is the Barry Alvarez tree has been a lot of nepotism, a lot of people that played at Wisconsin, uh, coached under Barry, did all of those sorts of things, getting these jobs back and back and back. And the only other person who hasn't is Gary Anderson. Chris McIntosh, a player under Barry Alvarez, is the athletic director. He could have easily gone the direction of the safe play of Jim Leonard and everybody would have loved it, and we would have been back to what? We don't know. Instead, Chris McIntosh said, you know what? I'm going to try to swing for the fences and get the biggest name in college football coaching today, Luke Fickle. And he did it. That, that, that doesn't happen at Wisconsin. Wisconsin does it the Wisconsin way, whatever the hell that means. Well, we're about to find out a new Wisconsin way. We'll see if Luke Fickle can turn this morbid offense into something respectable in the next year or two. And I think, you know, as we see some of the changes and some of the things that are going on, we're likely to see some growing pains next year. Um, we're likely to see a lot of different things over the next couple of years, and it'll be very interesting to see what goes down in Madison. So that's one of my three best stories for this week because I'm super pumped about getting Luke Fickle. It sucks for Jim Leonard because he's a native son because of all the things that go on. I feel for Jim Leonard, but 
Chris McIntosh's job is not to make people feel safe and comfortable. Chris McIntosh's job is to win effing games. And winning eight games, seven games, six games is unacceptable given the financial commitment that was made and is being made going forward. A $300 million uh, brand new indoor athletic facility for the football team. Uh, seven and a half and, and an average of $7.8 million to Luke Fickle over the course of seven years. That is a massive financial commitment. The Varsity Collective, the NIL Collective, um, the multi-millions of dollars that are being donated to that and, and put together um, to help uh, attract as much talent as humanly possible. All of that is a massive swing for the fences, and we'll see what happens. All right, so we've got to move on to from the world of sports to the world of, well, uh, Western European politics, if you will, because I have another amazing story for you. And this one comes in the form of a video from our friends over in France. Now, for those of you who were not watching that video, yes, of course, everything was in French and don't know if there's any swearing in there because I don't speak surrender. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't speak French. Um, so I don't know what was all being said there, but the actions that were being taken, these were climate protesters attempting to block some traffic in Paris. And uh, the Parisian people had absolutely nothing. They had no patience, nothing, nothing to do with this. And they wanted nothing to do with it. And they physically just said, uh, no, 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 you don't get to do this. They literally were just tossing them, dragging them to the side of the road and uh, making sure they stopped disrupting traffic. And uh, it took a couple minutes and, and all of them were removed. And um, yeah, this is what needs to happen more largely, more broadly in our society. When these subjective reality morons, when these climate change idiots, when they don't realize, when they, when they start to realize that there are going to be consequences for their bullshit, it's going to stop real fast. It's going to stop real fast. A great example of this should be the crowds that are sitting in these um, in these art galleries, right? And these people attempt 
all over Western Europe to ruin paintings or do this or do that. You know that this is coming, right, as an onlooker. In one of the stories that Pat and I never really covered because it was like, okay, we've got a lot to get to, is the fact that all of these people sat there with their phones and did nothing. Contrast that to what what, what took place in France. I've got to get to work. I've got a job. I've got this going on. I've got that going on. Get the hell out of the road. And literally, a big dude just manhandles these guys off the road. If we want objective reality, not subjective reality to win. If that's what we want to restore and return to, if we want to revive liberty, this type of stuff has to happen everywhere. This type of stuff cannot be tolerated. No. Time and place, you are not peacefully protesting. You are engaging in actions that are illegal, number one. Number two, um, they're disruptive to the rest of all of us. Well, that is not the point of protesting. Well, maybe, but your protest must be legal. These are not legal protests. So if the police aren't going to deal with it, I'm going to. In fact, I'm going to before the police do because the police won't do shit about it. So I'm going to I'm going to remove you. I'm going to go about my day. Good day, sir. Good day, I said. I said good day. This is how we deal with this as a society. Those those art gallery people. You tackle them. You make sure they cannot destroy these things instead of sitting there filming with your phone. When we see the the thugs on the red line here in Chicago, when we see these people in groups of three or four attempting to mug people, attempting to steal phones and wallets and beat people up for no reason, no interaction, no nothing, we're just going to attack. The police won't do anything. The police will likely never arrest these individuals. And if they do, they're going to get cashless bail and they're going to continue to commit these crimes. Why? Because um, 51 of them this year arrested for felony offenses, violent crime, felony offenses, mind you, out on quote unquote bail for whatever, electronic monitoring, blah, 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 have already, 51 of them, committed other, wait for it, violent felonies while awaiting trial. 51? And we're not talking about them, like, just, um, you know, smashing a store window or something, or, or committing a shoplifting offense. We are talking about them attempting to murder people. We are talking about them violently, viciously assaulting people. We're talking about them um, discharging guns and, and using very violent means. We're talking about them on or out on bail for an attempted murder, by the way, and then committing murder. 
allegedly again. We as a society, we are in charge, not the people in elected office. We are the ones who set the tone. And we have largely sat by and said, meh, my iPhone, meh, my comfort. We have largely said here on this program that this year, the theme of this year of 2022 is to get used to different. That means being different. That means recognizing that we're different than the culture, than the society that exists currently in America and abroad. And being okay in that and understanding that and forming fellowship within that. It's okay to be different. Jesus Christ and his followers were the ultimate different in their day and time. They suffered the slings, the arrows. They suffered the ultimate death to the fulfillment of Scripture so that our sins may be forgiven here on earth. But that doesn't mean that we just sit idly by and let things happen to us. It doesn't mean that your subjective reality rules over objective reality, and I'm going to show you a bit of that later on in this program in the worst of the week. But I want you to think about this. The people of France, the people of France say all hell no to all of this. I, I, I love it. I love the fact that the people are saying no more. No, this isn't going to happen. And if you attempt to do this, I'm just going to, and this doesn't mean go beat them up, murder them, whatever. It means I'm going to physically remove you from the, the equation. You are going to be removed. You do not rule the roost. Bye-bye. See you later. Get on. Get out. Bye-bye. Love every second of that. And now it is time for us to talk about the third part of the best stories of the week. And that third best story of the week comes from the world of entertainment. Say what? Isn't it wholly taken over by the spirit of the age? For the most part, you are correct, but I wanted to talk about something that happened. Well, we watched this last night, but it was a, a, a program that aired on Great American Family this past weekend. Uh, Candace Cameron Bray debuted her uh, first, and I think only maybe. We'll see about that. But uh, her first Christmas movie this year with Great American Family. And uh, that was on Sunday. And we got a chance to finally watch it um, yesterday. And why this is the third best story of the week for me is because um, it was called The Christmas Present. And it was one of the most jarring and thought-provoking, emotion-driving and well done of these made-for-TV Christmas movies I've ever seen. Normally, I don't care about them. Um, my wife loves, loves, loves them. 
And I don't care if you want to make fun of me or not, but it is a way for me to show support to my wife because she supports the fact that I'm over here watching sports all the time. I schedule life sometimes around a Badger game, around a Packer game, or whatever have you. And some of you think that's crazy. But my wife supports that. So I support some of those other things that she really enjoys. Because here's a newsflash for you. Whatever those things might be, a good spouse, a good husband, a good wife supports the things that they are also passionate about. And my wife loves these Christmas movies or all of these types of movies, really. And, and we have been passionate about Great American Family as a family because this is a programming network that has talked about traditional values. And this movie, The Christmas Present, um, had a couple of different meanings to it. But during the program, and why this is my third best story of the week is because it was overtly Christian in its messaging, overtly Christian, because it wasn't just one, two, three, but four and then five times. They had actual biblical references in the program, and I'm not talking about an illusion or a, an illustrative point being made. I am literally talking about mentioning specific Bible verses by name. Corinthians 1-whatever. There were four, well, actually five, because at the very end it happened again. Five overt biblical references in the program. And they were used strategically to not just help make some grand point, but to make the viewer wake up. And so as you do these things, right, as they they tell the story, it it was uh, it was it was eye-opening and jarring, as I've mentioned. It was jarring because we don't see it. But it was really, really well done. It's one of the better uh, made-for-TV Christmas movies I've ever seen. And I don't care if you want to make fun of me. I, Like I said before, I support my wife and some of the passions that she has because she does the same for me. And that's what good partners and partnerships are about. That's what good spouses are about. That is what being in a committed marriage monogamous relationship is about is about support. It is about sometimes sacrificing your wants and your needs for your partner's wants and needs. That's the reality of that. And I don't care if you want to make fun of me. I don't care. Um, but the reality is, if you've watched this movie, The Christmas Present, again, The Christmas Present, if you watch that movie, you'll do yourself a favor, a big, big-time favor. And um, I, I just... If this is the direction that Great American Family is going under the direction of Candace Cameron Bure and some of the uh, responsibilities at the um, highest creative level that she has, I'm loving every second of that because we need more Christ in our lives, not less of it. And uh, we're about to find that out because it is time for us to um, crown a brand new Richard of the Week.
That's right, a brand new Richard of the Week, and I'm going to break the ranks. I'm going to break tradition here because it's not going to be just four, but five nominees this week for Richard of the Week. Of course, we've got Vladimir Putin for the war crimes, for the um, starting a needless war in Ukraine and and uh, all of the craziness that has gone on there. We also have Joseph Marionette Biden. Uh, I, I can't even count the number of gaffes that happened this week, the number of insane things that he said and did this week. I Literally, I think we would be here for another half hour, 45 minutes beyond the normal time limit of this show, um, just figuring all of that out. Um, this guy's nuts. Um, also, uh, eight magazines per round. Uh, what the hell is this guy talking about when it comes to guns? He doesn't know his ass from his elbow at that point. Um, so you're going in that that part as well. But I've got three, three, count them three batshit crazy individuals, terrible things said and done. And of course, we're going to talk about yay, Kanye West. Going from talking about them and they, as in the Jews, as if the Jews are bad, as if um, you know, all the things in the world are bad because of the Jewish race and people and, and only the black people. Not only did he spout all of the black Hebrew Israelite stuff that he's been exposed to forever on the south side of Chicago, the Louis Farrakhan bullshit uh, Nation of Islam stuff that goes on on the south side of Chicago. And look, I'm not saying everybody on the south side, south side of Chicago believes all that crap. But what I am saying is that it's more prevalent than you would believe. Why? Because if you spend any time with people on the south side of Chicago, if you spend time at barbecues, if you spend time at functions, you hear this stuff like in the open. OK, this isn't something that's just shh, hush, hush. And, and said behind closed doors. No, this is out in the open. Um, you know, you go to a festival in the South Side, you're likely to see Nation of Islam people standing by a security, and it's, what the hell? What is going on? How, how do you get at the, these people anywhere near anything? Because they're batshit crazy. They're terrible human beings. But hey, you know, that's that's the normies, if you will, on that side of things. Um, so I have struggled with, is Kanye West just going through a manic moment because he might be bipolar or paranoid schizophrenic and, and he doesn't really mean these things versus the sociology and the, um, exposure that he has had his entire life to these concepts, these ideas, these batshit crazy, uh, thoughts, uh, from a large swath of people on the South side of Chicago. And it's not just the South Side of Chicago. It's it's the there's that subset that believe in the nation of Islam. There's that subset that believe in the Black Hebrew Israelite stuff all over the country. So I struggled to to disseminate between the two of them. But then when you know he purposefully decides to do the Star of David plus the swastika, praise Hitler, and and all these other things. Yeah, no, dude. Um, you're not crazy. This is on purpose, and you be a Richard. And then we've got two from the world of college football. Yes, the world of college football. Mickey Joseph, interim head coach, no longer the head coach at the University of Nebraska because Nebraska decided, decided to hire Matt Rule, and then 24 hours later got stepped on 
by Wisconsin making the biggest splash in the college football coaching ranks um, so far this offseason. That having been said, Mickey Joseph on Wednesday arrested for domestic violence and domestic assault, felonious domestic assault, by the by. And we get some details of the arrest warrant and the records. Of course, innocent until proven guilty. Um, we're going to say that about both of the individuals I'm about to talk about because, yes, we've got Vladimir Putin. We've got um, our, our wonderful um, Joseph Marionette Biden. We got yay so far. But Mickey Joseph arrested for domestic violence after finding out that his wife was having an affair, confronted her about it on Wednesday morning, I believe, and then proceeded to slap her around, push her on the couch, choke her and slap her some more. To the point in which um, there's visible markings and bruising and terrible, horrible things happened to this woman. I cannot, as a husband, condone that in any way, shape, or form. Look, yeah, cheating is bad. It's awful. It is a mortal sin. It is also a sin that you can work through, that you can forgive, that you can um, hopefully work on understanding how, why, what's going on. But folks, beating the living tar out of your spouse ain't how you handle that. I, what? You cheated on me. What? And then push her on the couch, choke her almost to death, and then slap her around. What is wrong with you, dude? What is wrong with you? Speaking of that, um, Jalen Kitna, redshirt freshman quarterback at the University of Florida, not long in the tooth to be a quarterback or a student at the University of Florida, if the arrest record is to be believed, again, innocent until proven guilty, uh, but there seems to be a mounting evidence of proof um, that Jalen Kitna is a pedophile and a pederast because... Um, he was arrested on five counts, count them, five, one, two, three, four, five, five counts of possessing prepubescent and pubescent child pornography. Pornography. Is that bad? Is that terrible? Is that horrible? Is that no good, very bad? Yeah, 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 that's bad, dude. Um, no place for that, no patience for that. Um, you go to jail. You do not collect $200. And more importantly, um, you be dealt with in jail. Yeah, Jalen Kitna. Um, the, just, let's just put it this way. Look it up for yourself to understand the length and the depths of what has been found and what was found on his person when he was arrested. Ah, uh, yeah, dude, you, you got a problem. And um, those who want to normalize minor attracted people go to hell, go to hell, go to hell. All right. So of all five of those people, how do I choose whom is our Richard of the Week? Well, I'm going to go with um, a co-winner of the week, 
because I can't think of anything more, Richard, than praising Hitler and swastikas and all the things that Kanye, I mean, Ye, has done this week. Also, associating uh, associating with Nick Fuentes is pretty Richard-like because Nick Fuentes is an absolute asshat. Um, but also, I really can't stand wife beaters. Um, so Mickey Joseph and Ye are the co-Richards of the week and guess what folks that means it is time for us to head into the fryer yes we're gonna dunk the worst story of the week into the fryer and uh some of the other insanity all right so my worst story this week um my worst story this week is the continued um, moving of the goalposts from the trans, non-binary, subjective reality, gender ideology crowd. And this is part and parcel of the problem of living in subjective reality land, because in subjective reality land, there's no such thing as objective reality. And we're supposed to believe whatever the hell is going on in that subjective reality land is true in the moment until it's inconvenient for them. And then it is now something completely different because subjective reality. That's the problem. I'm going to give you this example here from CNN as um, Allison Camerata uh, begins to talk to a trans activist from the Colorado Springs area about the killer who decided to become um, non-binary, allegedly, or has been for a while non-binary. And remember, we must accept everybody who claims the status as that status because to deny that would be to deny their humanity. Remember, that is subjective reality. That is gender ideologies. Um cudgel against us. If you do not, if you do not accept what I tell you I am, you are an asshat. That's what they are telling us. Now listen to this. Natalie, when we started the show, we just got, we got a little bit of news earlier that the attorneys for the shooter um, are now saying that the shooter is non-binary and the shooter, the shooter uh, would like to use the pronouns they, them. Uh, this is for the court in all court papers. And that's what um, Anderson Aldrich's attorneys are saying. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think that's um, complete ludicrous. <laughs> um, I believe they're just saying that because they want to have um, the easy way out on this. Um, that's really, really um, offending, especially being a transgender woman myself, that a male, which it was obvious with the mugshot, that's a man. That's not a non-binary person because in no way, shape or form could they appear as a woman the next day. Um, it's really offensive to even hear that, that they're playing that role. Um, and if they're non-binary, why would you go after the club where you feel safe at? Why would you do that to a community where you are welcomed in? 
if you are non-binary? Excellent question. Obviously, all of this will have to be answered. Oh, hell no, 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 no. Do you get to deny somebody else's subjective reality? You are the epitome of hypocrisy. And we've talked about this because we've seen it with other people on CNN. In fact, Alison Camerata was somebody who um, earlier in that um, hour or two hours when they got that information had another person come on there and say the exact same thing. We've seen people from The View have that view. No, 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 no. You have spent your whatever time as a non-binary individual telling the rest of the world you have to uh, you must accept what i tell you i am and to deny that is to deny my humanity well, i can't question that even though um you whatever that person's name was yeah you still you dress like a, a woman but you still look like a man by the way i look at you and i think oh that's a man. That's a dude. Still got the Adam's apple, don't you? And by the way, what's a woman? What does a woman look like today? What does any of that mean? This is the problem with living in a subjective reality world. The goalposts suddenly move when it's convenient or inconvenient, when you are confronted with an inconvenient moment to whatever your subjective reality would like, uh, would like it to be. When suddenly you're confronted with an objective truth that it's all bullshit, I can make a claim to be anything that I want, and you, you get to choke on that, okay? You get to do that. You're the one who created this situation. You're the one who created the rules, right? You're the one who said, here in subjective reality land, this is what you, everybody else must project onto me because I'm projecting it to you. And if you don't accept it, you're the bigot. You're the bastard. You're the asshat. You're the racist, right? Whatever. No, 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 you don't get to then, no. Because I have refused to play your game from the get-go. I'm over here saying, yeah, that is a dude. That definitely is a dude. That is not a non-binary person. That's not a woman. No, that ain't it. I'm also over here consistently doing that. You don't get to pick and choose when you have tried to shove down our throats your subjective reality. You don't get to pick and choose when subjective reality applies and when it doesn't apply. That's not how that works. I don't, I'm not playing your game. You get to choke on that. You get to wallow in that mire. You maybe just got awoken to some version of objective reality but you are going to continue to shove your subjective reality bullshit down the throats of everybody else, right? No, I'm not playing your game. Sir, um, thanks. It, it was really great talking to him. That's what I'm going to say to you. Because I live in an objective reality land. And there is an objective reality. There is a difference between a man and a woman. Why? Because even you, living in subjective reality land... 
can take a look at somebody and go, oh, that's a dude. What if he shaved his head and became some, some butch lesbian overnight? Who are you to deny that subjective reality? What's, what's a woman supposed to look like in the first place? According to you and your logic. Over here in objective reality land, I'm not playing that game. That game don't exist over here. Not happening. No way. No how. You get to own your shit right now. Because you have attempted to tell us this is exactly the scenario at play. But when it's inconvenient for you and your, your gender ideological bent, shit, ah, we can't do that anymore. No, 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 no. But this isn't just that. Because it's it, this is a full frontal assault on objective reality at this point. Because not only can we now not deny somebody their non-binary status, except for when that non-binary status is inconvenient for them, apparently the objective reality of, of biology is fake. Biological sex is fake. Yes, we all know that gender roles are fake, but do not say to a trans person, biologically male, born female, male-bodied. No, 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 no. There is no biological criteria for gender that is both universal and a binary in human beings. Where does that leave us? Free. Yes, biology is somehow fake. Um, alternatively, biology is the only real and objective thing that exists when it comes to gender. Gender. Gender is actually the only thing that's fake in this entire scenario. Gender is a construct. It is a linguistic construct. You have perverted that linguistic construct to mean something that it doesn't. You are the one that is perverting and and taking that and twisting it. Speaking of twisting things around here, um, we we've got to talk about what took place on the View this week uh, when it comes to Balenciaga. and And I haven't talked about this uh, story this week because I struggled with whether or not to present the the things that were shown. Um, the just, I mean, demonic stuff from Balenciaga, but I, I want people to understand the lengths that people will go to, to protect or protect the gender ideology crowd. I want people to understand the lengths that others will go to, to protect the spirit of the age. Just listen to this alleged Team GOP member of The View. This ad campaign particularly distasteful um, in this moment. So there's this there's growing anti-LGBTQ sentiment right now. And it, how it's being framed is as portraying, you know, trans people as groomers. This is a term you'll hear on the far right. They're groomers. This is where you get the anti-drag queen stuff that we're right. seeing. So Balenciaga played right into their hands by having kids in a sexualized manner carrying something that represents, you know, sex acts. I think it was a really bad misstep at a moment where it's just kind of a dangerous time to even give credence to those kind of insane takes. Yeah, I mean, we can't even show the credence to those kinds of insane takes. You mean like yeah, th these people want to pervert sexuality 
and children. They want to groom. This is literally the definition of grooming, literally the definition of it. I, what the hell are you talking about? What? Oh, so it, it, it's the far right's fault or you're just playing into their hands and you didn't really mean it, except for Balenciaga actually did mean it. The person who did this creative actually means and actually practices satanic rituals, by the way, as we look into that person's history. And hey, if you want to do that as a as an adult, that is your choice. I happen to wholeheartedly disagree with it. I happen to believe in the devil because um, it is the antithesis of God and Jesus Christ. I happen to believe in that because of my Christianity, but I happen to believe in it as a evil, not a good. But for the creative the, of this campaign, this is exactly grooming. What is grooming? Grooming is the use of imagery, the use of language, the use of video, the use of anything to normalize sexual acts and sexual things with children. It can also be with adults, by the way. Adults can be groomed. They can be groomed into all sorts of weird relationship things. But I want people to understand this. This is exactly grooming. There's literally nothing about this that isn't the definition of it. And you just admitted it. You just told us that this was grooming. This was sexualizing children. That is literally grooming them. What other possibility exists? Well, they just used those kids for sexual uh, edification? Guess what? That's grooming. And I have harped on this time and time again. When I speak to people in the LGBTQ community, when I speak to those individuals and I ask them questions about how they figured it out and you know whatever, nine times out of 10, it is, I had an experience with somebody way older than me and they introduced me to this or they introduced me to that. It is the definition of grooming somebody into the normalization of something that is un, not natural and normal. Using children in any sort of sexual way is wrong. The sexualization of eight, nine, seven, six, five-year-old children in this campaign exists only to groom and make the sexualization of children more normal. This is about that minor attracted person crowd. This is about normalizing sexualization of children. I can't emphasize that in any more way, shape, or form. Yet, this is this is dangerous because it plays into the... No, it doesn't play into the hands of these far-right conspiracy theorists. It's because it's true. It's because it actually exists. It actually is being practiced. It's just that simple. And for our last salvo into the fryer, the last thing going into the fryer, um, AOC's white uh, boyfriend 
has some things to say about racism. So, Riley, what has been helpful to you in combating racism? Uh, I think it's helpful and important to talk to other white people about racism. And I think a lot of people, they don't want to be racist. They don't think that they're racist, but they also don't know some of the things that they believe or say are and can be racist. And I think one of the like effective ways is just to talk and kind of help teach them about why some of the things they believe or say or think are wrong, mm-hmm. not necessarily racist, but that they're wrong. And that'll sort of like chip away and, you know, contribute to some development in this area, but not necessarily take somebody from like being a racist mm-hmm. to not being a racist in one conversation. And it's just always being open to learning about racist things that we may have said or done without judgment and defensiveness. Oh. <laughs> well, what? What? Just, just what? What the is going on? Um, notice the smile and the weird awkwardness of AOC, but also I want you to pick up on one thing. Um, am I doing it right there? Uh, whatever the hell that guy's name is. If if you look at body language, right, and you try to understand body language. One of the things that you'll notice is that people who look up and to the left versus up and to the right, up and to the left is attempting to come from a perspective of the mental Rolodex of things that you've learned and, and trying to figure it out. Like, wait a second, I, I know something. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Ah, there it is. Okay. Up and to the right, If you look at anybody who talks about linguistics, who talks about body language, what are they going to tell you about that? They're searching for the lie. They're they're attempting to justify. They're attempting to put forward something that they know to not even be true. Now, is it true that if somebody is actually really freaking racist, using the N-words and doing all the racist, real racist stuff, right? That it's important to call it out, that it's important to to do these things. Yes, I believe wholeheartedly that it is because I believe that it is a, a, a mortal sin, that it's wrong. Okay? Yes, I believe in that. But what I don't believe is that we converse and, hey, by the way, scolding. No, 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 no. You just flat out call them a racist to their face. Like literally, oh, you just used the N-word? Screw off, you racist. You did this or you did that, like overt racist thing. Or could you educate somebody? Potentially you could educate somebody, but oftentimes the person who's actually a racist is just a racist and they're not going to listen to you nine times out of ten until they're confronted, until they're really confronted. Will they look inwards? And it's not about the things that are being said that are, I don't know how to put this other than to say, they're not things that AOC and her ilk would confront you about because their definition of racism is way different than 
objective reality's definition of racism. And I don't know if you can square that round hole, if you will. I don't know if you could um, talk in the same manner uh, between the two. But this is insane. And it's all a lie. Again, the, the body language tells you that. Up and to the right. Notice that. It's up and to the right. Up and to the right. Up and to the right. With uh, Riley's language in uh, in thought process here. That is... That is wholly defining. So with all of that having been said, I hope each and every single one of you enjoy your weekend. It is championship weekend in college football. Um, I don't know if Team Team Chaos is going to win out here, but it would be interesting to see a Kansas State victory in the Big 12. It would be interesting to see Purdue win it in the uh, Big 10. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that things are pretty much set uh, in stone, unless we also have LSU winning out in the SEC or Utah also beating USC in the Pac-12 championship game. Um, I'm rooting for Team Chaos here. That having been said, each and every single one of you have a great weekend. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, make sure you eat all your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.